Kia ora, you're listening to Katu Maya, a podcast series for those who want to create a better future. Featuring real stories from some of South Auckland's most innovative community change makers. Listen in as they share the highs and lows, the passion and the persistence, the mighty wins and the epic fails. It's a real and raw cordial that will leave you inspired and equipped to take the next step in your purpose-driven journey. Katu Maya, be brave. Well, tēnā tātou and welcome back. We are now here at episode number three of this amazing kōrero. Today we're talking about the topic of kafati te tai, the ebbs and flows, um, and having a, a, painting a realistic picture of what it actually takes to, to outwork your vision um, of impact for your community, for your people, what it is that you have in your heart. And today we've got two more incredible um, kai kōrero here with us. We have Tara Moala, who does a lot of different things. She'll introduce herself soon, but representing the, the crew from Hub Zero and, and Rako Totoko. And then we also have Q Iorangi, the man himself, Otarahar, um, and talking about the mahi that's been going on at the Manirua Makerspace at um, Manirua High School. So kia ora kōrua, it's awesome kia to ora. have you both here today. Yeah. Why don't we kick off with a couple of introduc- inter- ooh, introductions, introductions and let you guys um, introduce yourselves and what it is you do. Well, we'll start with you, Tara. Um, kia ora, kia ora. Kia I am Tara. Um, I uh, am the Managing Director of Rako Totoko and have been for a few years now, around about four, maybe even five years now. And um, I helped to set up Hub Zero. Um, that was, it's when we first started, it was three years in the making. And um, when we hit it down in um, South Auckland, it was in 2020. So, um, yeah, so that's um, what, who I'm coming with today. Mm-hmm. The, um, the other side of me, the more... Um, powerful side is my whanau and so mm. um, I have got my beautiful husband Sefa, um, my three tamariki, Milan, Leilani and Langitupu. So um, we live in GI um, and we've um, been there since Milan was born, so 12 mm. years now. Awesome. Yeah. That's a Glenn and us for those that don't know oh the yeah. slang. <laughs> GI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And what, does, um, what is Rako Totoko and Hub Zero? So Raka Totoko is a collective of community development practitioners. Mm. And so what we do is we work alongside communities to help build up uh, their aspirations and um, empower them to be who they want to be and what they want to do. Uh, so that can change um, mm. uh, with community to community, to aspiration to aspiration. Um, and we have a lot of different types of projects that are happening. We have around about 13 to 15 practitioners um, active at any time. Mm. Um, and so we're, yeah, we're busy. Awesome. Um, and one of our biggest projects at the moment is the Kai Collective. And mm. so that was um, sparked from um, the um, COVID so the very first COVID lockdown was when the Kai Collective um, came about mm-hmm. and um, the intertwining of the Kai Collective kind of taking over my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, kind of intertwines with the story of Hub Zero. Yeah. So Hub Zero um, is an, a, um, a project that we started off. Uh, it was in 2018 and um, it, it was to create um, the... Um, build up more waste-based social enterprises. Mm. And I say was because, um, and that's why ebbs and flows is such an awesome thing to talk about for Hub Zero, yeah, because it changed and grew 
so much since 2018. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, I'm looking forward to getting into it um, a bit more. Sure, sure, um, how sure. about you, Q? Over to you, brother. Kia ora. Kia ora, kia ora. How are you going? Um, man, awesome to hear, hear about a lot of your mahi taro. Pretty cool. Um, uh, my name is Q Iorangi. I am I run a business called Ask Q, but I'm here representing today our whanau from Manurua High School Makerspace. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've my mahi, I've been working with them for oh, almost close to five years now, um, helping them build and set up and develop uh, an after-school space called the Manurio High School Makerspace. And essentially, it's a space where our young people can make stuff. Eh? But it's really cool because we try to offer as many different tools that you wouldn't necessarily find in a classroom. So we've got like some manufacturing tools like laser cutters and 3D printers and stuff like that. So it's really a great place for them to make stuff. But more than anything, I guess they're exploring their own interests. Eh? Mm. Um, and, and really trying to understand, I guess, you know, what, what could I do in the future? Mm. Yeah, so that's a lot about, yeah, a bit about the mahi I do. But yeah, um, brought up in uh, Manukau, moved to Ōtara, um, went to all local schools around here, went to OC, went to Cobra Park, went to Real North, represent uh, my primary school league. Still, <laughs> still ripping. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I'm dad, um, got a young young girl. Um, she's almost three now. Um, and yeah, man, I think that's, I think that's me. Yeah, it's all good. All good. Is that all right? <laughs> intro? I don't know. That I don't was know pretty what else good. You know. I was just thinking as you're talking, how like good your voice sounds on a microphone. Yeah. That's how you got your muscles, eh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Through those yeah. phone calls yeah. back yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> nah, oh, awesome. Kill so kill the ebbs and flows, like talking about, like today we want to sort of unpack that, things like um, how how good things just take time, how you need to, like you're saying, Tara, you can start at one point, but things will change, um, challenges will come your way, failures will happen, all those kinds of things. So we want to really start unpacking that. But um, why don't you give, I mean, I think it might be good to just actually paint a little little bit of, pic- of a picture of how long it has taken you mm. um, as an individual to get to the point where you are with your projects right now because mm. I think we can all sit here and say that um, where we are right now did not happen overnight um, oh. <laughs> no, no um, and people may look at what we're doing and think um, oh that's pretty cool that, you know either they're lucky or someone just handed that to them or maybe I could do that like tomorrow as well if I wanted, but not actually seeing the, the full process and the full journey that we have to go through in order to, to build ourselves and build our own skill sets and stuff like that, but also to, to build the trust within communities and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But keen to hear from you guys, like what is just a little bit more about your journey to get to where you are today and, and what you're doing, the mahi that you're doing. Yeah. Do you want to go first, Ty? Yeah, yeah, yeah choice. Yeah, so I think um, it has to start with my parents. Mm. I think that's where it started. And so um, both my parents are in business. Um, and they, um, when I was growing up, they were doing the milk run. Mm. And um, so they were anchor milk um, <laughs> truckies. And um, then um, they moved on to create a business called Yard Art in, in Pukekohe. Oh, cool. And so the reason why I kind of like start there is because that's where mm. I grew those values. And yeah. so my aspirations didn't start with creating a social enterprise. Mm. I, wasn't nev- I was never going to be doing something that what I was doing today. Mm. I actually wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was fast dropped um, when I decided I didn't want to be with kids all the time. Yeah, that's a stink dream. So yeah, um, so so I think that having having parents and role models in your mm. life is really really important, and um, those are the people that I look up to, and even now I look up to them in different ways. Um, 
So um, persistence, consistency, endurance, um, making sure that you're dedicated to the end, follow things through. Mm. Even if the um, if you know, like even if the money isn't there, you still have your um, values that you hold on to. Mm. Um, so that's yeah, that's definitely um, where I started. Mm. Um, as I progressed on, I kind of um, grew um, my aspirations to be able to get to that next level um, with um, what I could see in the community was needed. Mm. Um, and so going into youth work and then going into social work, that, that was my start mm. because I could see that the community needed those things more and more. Um, and then um, when I started to realise that actually the systems in place were the ones that were preventing us from getting to the next level, then I started wanting to work on that space, mm. and that's mm. why Rakatotoko was created. Yeah, so wow. we can change that. Yeah. So, um, and um, I found that business was actually a faster leverage than trust. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so I could use and manipulate business mm. easier and quicker than I could with a trust, and yeah. so I used mm. that instead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I to- I'm totally the same. Yeah. Yeah, I feel a lot more confidence in that space too. I yeah. feel like, and you can, you can make a lot more progress. Yeah. Yeah, it's and awesome. so then you got like so Rako Totoko. Did you say as a collective, right, of yeah. practitioners? Yeah. Um, how do you get to a point where you can facilitate or bring together that many people? Yeah, you start with getting nervous a <laughs> lot. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of I get um, when I get embarrassed, and it actually doesn't happen that very often anymore. But mm. when I get embarrassed, I get completely pink. Yeah, and so in my twenties, I was pink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so just because getting into those spaces all yeah. the time, um, and um, and doing things that really put you on edge or put me on edge, but mm. I knew that if I wasn't going to step into those awkward situations and and grow those things, those skills that I needed to be able to talk. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do this 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So scary. <laughs> so, um, but You'd be all pink, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be going pink now. <laughs> no, not yeah, yet. No, not yet. professional, <laughs> man. Professional. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so it's about really kind of like pushing to the edge more and more and more and learning those skills that I needed. Um, and one of the biggest things that kind of pushed me over for like a total call was friends coming to me and saying, I want to do what you're doing. Can mm. I join you? Yeah. And, and and the only answer to that was yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I was like, yeah, cool. Okay, join me. Uh, right. Now, how are we going to step up there? And it literally yeah. was two people. Yeah. And then it became three, then four, then five. Then wow. Yeah. It became that's a so whole beautiful. Collective. And that's such a cool indicator too, I think, eh, of that what you're doing is, is making an impact is when people start coming to you. Yeah. Um, and asking to be involved. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I know for me when I get, um, quite often I get people that ask me for advice or um, they want to get something started. What do I think? Um, you know, I want to do this. Where should I start? Mm-hmm. And quite often I would just say to them, especially because a lot of them are around impact initiatives and what they can do in their community is like just get, become involved in what's going on in that community. Yeah. Um, quite often they'll come and they don't even know what else is going on yeah. around yeah. them, what else is, is happening within that scene, whether it's, say, homelessness or, for example, and they might see a problem like a homeless person on the road and, and feel the aroha for them and want to do something but haven't put the effort into actually looking at what what is going on in this in this community, what's going on with homelessness in Aotearoa, who are the people that are doing stuff in that. And so I always say to them, just get in there and, and be involved. Show up to some things, get people start to see your face, mm-hmm. um, start to listen to what's going on, where all the funding is, stuff like that. Um, and sometimes people can't even get past that first step. But yeah. then the ones that do, 
will always come back and be like, oh, you should see how many people are already working on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's, a, it's always a good start, eh? And I think you've got to be willing to be part of that community that's that's already Absolutely. at work. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what about you, Q? Like, what's a little bit more about your story that's helped you get to where you are? Oh, man. All right. Um, <laughs> trying, to, trying to think where to start, eh? But I guess it's sort of similar, like, um, I guess... Uh, how we actually got started, and this is just going back to a little bit of me personally, is um, sort of similar to your story, you know, starts way, way back in the day, eh? you know, when you're young, when you're little, and then, but a lot of it really ticked over for me, I guess in one of my last jobs, I was working in the youth space for, for over 10, 12 years or so, mm-hmm. and um, that sort of got me into the position I am today, where we're working in the Money to a High School Maker Space, and truly more than anything, like um, I've developed a really high passion for like wanting to be able to, to work with the young people because eh? they do stuff now that I wish I had when I was literally yeah, <laughs> right I was like oh man you do this <laughs> man I always say to them man you're so lucky are you talking man. about those TikTok moves oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah some of those eh? <laughs> luckily uh, we haven't recorded any of them teaching me in the Maker Space <laughs> it's all creative eh? it's all making that's it yeah but it all started back there <clears throat> I guess I'm um, like thinking about you know, um, yeah, things like good things and hard things definitely take time, eh? Mm. And I guess thinking about a lot of the the youth work uh, that is done, whether it's um, in our space or even other spaces as well, um, it's definitely not an overnight thing. And more than anything, it's character building. But then it goes deeper into more about culture and building that. And culture isn't built overnight, eh? Mm. And I guess one thing that we've really gone hard with in the Money to High School Maker Space from the get go. Um, and even tried to push it more over the last like couple of years with COVID being at home, but trying to keep everyone together. And that was through like a lot of the cultures and values that the school upholds just in general, eh? mm. um, across all of their kaupapa across it. And all of that just takes time, eh, man? Yeah. Like, um, you know, to be able to build up because uh, we're, we're working hard to engage more of our young people because it's after school space that we work in mm. kids don't even have to turn up man they can just yeah, go yeah. home they, they yeah. don't need to do this yeah, but um yeah. you know we we believe anyway and we stay true to the fact that we believe these are going to be skills that you're going to need in the future but it's actually fun like mm. you just come here and have fun and learning just happens so yeah. we really want to share that with all of our young people so they don't need to turn up but um being able to, you know, really instill that culture and help them understand what our space is about has really, really helped us get to that that place that we think is good for them. And, and, and I mean, they're going to tell us if that's where they actually want to be anyway, but for, for us, we definitely do believe that, um, yeah, it takes a lot of time to sort of build that type of culture and mindset, eh, especially with our young people. Yeah, in yeah. That space, eh? mm. 10 to 12 years, eh, you're talking about. I know Jerome yeah. in um, episode two was saying that it took him 15 years from the time he... Uh, knew what he wanted to do to actually oh, stepping out and doing it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and that was more about him building his his confidence, but also minimizing the risk to him and his family, so that yeah, he was in a position that he could do it yeah. um, without jeopardizing too much mm. of what's going on. So I guess like after understanding that, um, I think one of the things that we hear all the time um, from people like yourselves that are out there doing it is that failure is just going to be a part of the journey. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not just. <laughs> yeah, it's man. not going to be a smooth ride. You <laughs> might have a cool idea <laughs> and a great wish. heart. That's right. Um, but you are going to encounter some challenges and you're going to do some things wrong and make some bad decisions or, or things are just going to happen and they're not going to work out. So yeah. I thought for a minute, let's just unpack what that's like. Um, <laughs> failure being a part of the journey. What, is, what has that been like for you guys? <laughs> oh, I mean... 
<laughs> how many how many failures should I tell you about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. That's the real embarrassing ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like um it's all learning, eh, more than anything. So as long as you can I guess <laughs> come to understand and just <laughs> keep that in mind, eh, as mm. you're thinking through all your failures. Yeah. It should be good, eh? I mean in order for you to move faster, it's better to like they always say, what is it? That that that, that failure fail fast, fail fast, fail forward, yeah, like or something like that. It's oh, yeah. I can't even remember it. Eh? So I definitely keep true to that. Eh? But <coughs> um, and everything eh, as you go to build something, especially if it's new and uncharted territory, eh, you don't know what's around the corner. Mm. You know, you know, don't even know what's coming up. So, mm. like yeah. embracing failure is going to be the key to be able to navigate through that. And if you want to go deeper, like our our ancestors came across those oceans, eh, man? Mm. Yeah, they had a bit of knowledge, but did they know how far they were going? You know, did mm. they actually know where they were going? And I imagine that they would have had so many different failures, eh? So mm. keeping true to that, like it's a tested and tried true, like, um, co-papa that we can hold on to to really push through mm. hard hard problems that we're trying to solve within our communities, eh? Um, for our whanau. Too many community innovation organisations begin with an idea for a programme or service that they think people want. Then they spend months, sometimes years, perfecting that product or service without ever showing it to the community that they impact. When they fail to get the community on board with their programme, it's often because they never spoke to their community to find out whether or not it was something that they wanted. When people don't show up or show their indifference, it means they don't care about the idea. There's a way you can test your vision, not just before you introduce it to your community, but continuously throughout your journey. There's a book called Lean Startup by a guy, Eric Rees, that shares the process that startup owners take to develop a new product. And it's pretty much the same process for those of us doing innovation in a community setting. The first question is not, can the service be built? But instead, should the service be built? Once you've answered that, we then run a series of experiments, small test versions of our bigger idea. If it's successful, you take what you've learnt from it and try another test, get another partner, bring on another volunteer, etc. And eventually start to build your real idea, your real product or service. See, the key activity of a community innovator is to turn ideas into programs, services and products measure how our community responds and then learn whether to pivot or persevere. Yeah, I was just thinking when you were talking about um, the risk, mm. you know, and so like whenever we do anything, any decision that we make, yeah. we always have to think about the risk. Yeah. And so there's a risk, there's a high risk or a low risk for doing different things. If we always choose the low risk option, we're not going to grow as fast. Yeah. And sometimes we have to choose that high-risk option. Mm. And when we choose that, sometimes that's a fail, mm. you know. Mm. And, and sometimes that means that we um, halt, or we mm. pause, or we sometimes go backwards. It's <laughs> even the hardest ones when you have to go backwards. <laughs> yeah. um, but every single time that we've had a fail, and we've had some really good ones, yeah. um, then, um, you know, we've grown and we've learnt and we've developed. Mm. Um, in Hub Zero, we had in the – so the first year we had no home. And we mm. knew we needed a home. So we bounced around different things. We ran workshops and projects in different spaces, community spaces and council halls and things like that. Um, and then we realised, okay, we, if we're going to get to the next level, we need a space. We got a space in Pamua. 
and um, we signed a lease that was for two years. Mm. We only had money for one year, mm. but that was a risk to take. Yeah. And so we thought, like, you know, it'll be fine. We'll mm. be able to get it to the next point. After six months, um, the roundabout that was in front of the um, Hub Zero mm. decided that council or whoever, Auckland Transport, decided to demolish it and put in a um, traffic lights. Yeah. Oh. And that was going to take three years. Oh. And so we became a construction site. Oh. Oh. So you couldn't, like, it couldn't be worse. Yeah. Like it, and it was completely outside of our control. Mm. Um, there was heaps of different, you know, complications with people being able to access our site and all these different things. And immediately our site became a fail. Mm. So we couldn't mm. do anything about that. But we could pivot. Yeah. And that was the most important thing that we could do. So we could have just closed down mm. and we could have gone, oh, well, fail. Do you just not do that project anymore? We're just going to go on to another project. Mm. But we didn't. So what we did was we um, worked in collaboration with All Heart. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we came to South Auckland, mm-hmm. came to Monaco and Cavendish Drive. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um and set ourselves up in a collaboration so that we could um lower the risk mm. and therefore hopefully raise the, the chances of success. Yeah, that's so on to it. Yeah, so that was at the um <coughs> unfortunately it was the beginning of 2020. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so at the time of signing that lease, we didn't know that COVID was hitting. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So well, we were a bit, I think at that stage as a country, I think we were a bit naive to it, eh? Because yeah. it was already around. Oh, it, yeah. Uh, I remember January 2022, uh, 2020 and we were in Aussie. And it had just come, it was just coming into Australia and people were starting to be frantic, but we were still like, it'll be fine, it'll never come to us. Oh, we were so naive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more soon, I think, about COVID as as a instance and what it's like managing through that. Yeah. Um, but I think this, yeah, this whole cope up about failing, but then pivoting, like how do you, um, like personally, how do you manage um, a failure? How do you manage it? N- both practically, but also like, and your emotions and and your thinking and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that um, I'd like to talk also about my journey of how I manage it now. Yeah, mm. awesome. So um, when I, my, sorry, <coughs> when I was younger, managing um, fail was quite a thing that I would hide away from and mm. I'd shy and I'd yeah, put a cover on and say, yeah. oh, no, it wasn't yep. really a fail. <laughs> yep. Like it was just, you know, this thing that happened mm-hmm. and I'd, you know, disassociate myself from the fail. Yeah. Um, but then I, I um, started to realise that I wasn't actually growing mm. yep. in those times. And so that meant that, um, that, that I needed to figure out a different way. And um, I like I said, like mentors, really amazing because how they mentors that over time help have helped me to grow. Yeah. And so at the t- at, at different times, mentors have helped me to learn to understand and accept fails. Yeah. Mm. And so now, instead of kind of going, oh shame, embarrassment, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I hope nobody brings it up that I bested a massive fail. Mm. Um. Now I think, um, oh, what can I learn from that? What can I make sure I don't do again? What yeah. can I um? What was it that um that that caused that, and how much of it was out of my control, yeah. you know, and how much of it was completely my fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Just being totally. honest, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then learning from there. So it's um, so it's been a journey for me mm. from um, from you know, shying away from fails to now really kind of embracing them. Mm. Mm. Um, and I said earlier, like um, the um, that that if we shy away from fails, then we learn light. And mm. if we lean into fails, then then we're going to learn more. 
Mm. So that so that's always something to hold on to as well. Yeah, and it all comes in t- with time and experience oh God, and being yeah. able to. Just, I mean, because it's it's that journey of self discovery as well as part of it. Eh? You find out more about yourself as you get harder and deeper into stuff, eh? and then you yeah. really find the. Uh, oh yeah, can can I take more of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I really want to be more honest than yeah, I already am? Totally. Yeah, totally. So it's, it's super super crazy. But yeah, completely agree with um that that how you come about and how you manage it all. Eh? Mm. Crazy man. Um. And you do get like as you get older and more uh, experienced and yeah. and yeah. failing, I think it becomes less of a less intimidating yeah. or embarrassed, potentially embarrassing, and it just becomes a part of the, of journey, the journey and yeah. and an expected part. And I find now it's more like my appetite for failure. Like, how much do I failure do I feel like going through right now? Yeah, yeah like, am I like? I could say yes to all these different things and and maybe half of them are going to be successful and that's sweet as with me. Mm. Um, but actually, oh, I might just do three fails this time. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do all of them. And, and I also feel like I'm at a point now where I, I, um, I almost, uh, to some degree, set my team up to fail yeah. a little bit as well so that they they can experience what it's like to go through the process of of making a decision and, and backing yourself and maybe it goes right and maybe it doesn't and, yeah. and to know that it's actually going to be okay and they can do it in an environment that's a little bit safer yeah. but more calculated and it can absorb the the repercussions of that fail um, to the point where you can genuinely see it as a tool to use oh, yeah. um, and, the p- and the most important, most valuable learning part of the journey. Eh? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so then you mentioned earlier um, a pivot, pivoting, through that failure, yeah. I just thought we'd unpack that a little bit more. Like, what what do you mean by pivoting, yeah. and, and how useful is that yeah, in this yeah, journey? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the way that I use the pivot mm. is um, is to it's actually a part of reflection. Mm. So it's a part of a time to really pause, step back, reflect, think about what went wrong, and um, think about where we want to go to next. Mm. And so part of that is trying to figure out um, what parts of it that you want to keep. Mm. and what parts you want to let go because uh, those things are actually important when you're creating that new pivot yeah um and Great. we need to make sure that we also um have a different mindset when we're creating a pivot because sometimes people are like oh we're pivoting and it's going to be this and it's exactly the same thing as before it's just on tuesday instead of monday yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah we're pivoting to a different day of the week so which sometimes can be good if you're selling you know food or something like that totally. but yeah but um so so that's really important to make sure that we think about the pros and cons of moving to the to a new pivot. What are the things we're letting go? What are the things that are actually dramatically changing it mm-hmm. so that we have a different environment that will therefore create different results? Yeah. No point in changing things if there's no change in results. Yeah. yeah. Change, trying to change results here, guys. Awesome. So what yep. does that look like? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think that that's a real key too, eh? like know what it is that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So when you're pivoting, you're pivoting towards that, yeah. that outcome and yeah. then that's what you measure yeah. as Man, you go. Uh, pivoting, eh? the whole whole of last year for the for our program was a massive pivot eh? mm. and we pivoted multiple times eh, as yeah. well. Um, Tell us a bit about that. Oh, man, just due to the, all of the COVID stuff, eh? mm. man, like um, our young people – just pretty much didn't have access to our space, which is, I guess, a huge tool for all of us and does create, I guess, that, that, that draw card and that, that piece that they actually want to engage with. Mm. When those lockdowns hit, we completely had to move. We are already planning it, but we had to move online, which was super, super hard, to be honest. 
um, especially because it was yeah, would have been last year would have been round two of the lockdowns, and we essentially went out and done a bit of the same, but we mm. pivoted our plan from the year before to include like some new stuff, which was really really cool. Which again, I guess we pivot, you prototype, test it, eh? and then oh, do we need to pivot it still? <laughs> <laughs> but um, we we managed to create some really really cool um online programs that sort of explored, I guess, the idea of the metaverse. Say eh? yeah. because we're at the moment, everyone's jamming on on with it yeah um, managed to test a few like different spaces online that our young people could um jam in and to try and re-engage because more than anything one thing we learned from the last um the very first lockdown way back in 2020 was education yeah we can go hard and push that but i think more than anything what the young people wanted was social interaction and engagement and being together with their friends more than yeah, anything yeah Especially in, in, I guess, in our line of my head, because we're after school, not in school. Yeah. So we're a bit different. Like, it's not yeah. it's not straight education. and But that's what we're hearing from them. So all we wanted to do this time around was, yeah, not necessarily layer on too much learning, but more than anything, create a safe and fun space um, that we can come together online and just try and, yeah, just make it fun. And what we ended up doing is having that, it's like an online game. Mm. It was funny, they, they jump in an online game so we can all come together but then we can play online games within the game, which was which was pretty crack up, yeah. and, and they loved it eh, um, more than awesome. anything. And then as time went on, it did change. We did do another pivot down yeah. the track, mm. which was really really hard. And I guess um, when I think about that, I guess some of the some of the pitfalls, eh, like if we are, you know, I mean, yeah, if we are thinking about pitfalls to potentially pivots, um, is I don't know. Uh, one thing that came to mind is like just. Losing sight of the co-papa, if that makes yeah. sense. Maybe you pivot too much. That's one length thing that yeah. we really had to keep in mind because um, our space in general is a space for our young people to come together. It's safe, um, you know, solid foundation of the school values where they can come together to create and make and all of that sort of stuff. And as we were pivoting, we actually found within that, we were actually sort of pivoting away from that as our foundation, mm. sort of, because we were yeah. more focused on, we saw that uh, truancy was going up we were losing our members. Mm. How can we make it more fun? Oh, let's just gamify it. You know, yeah, let's, let's yeah. try try that out. Um, and then as part of that, yeah, we we sort of uh, did move away from, um, I guess there that that really foundation uh, the foundation part of our co-papa. But that's when we pivoted again. Yeah, in yeah. And <laughs> the in the last one where we brought <laughs> it back to that, eh? And yeah, yeah we found yeah. That we found a really really great balance of that towards yeah. the end of um you know the balance of making versus still keeping it fun yeah. and engaging online eh? so yeah. super super crazy eh? that's cool and i think one of the keys that you, you've both talked about is just you, you've got to pay attention yeah, yeah. to what's Definitely, going eh? on and Definitely. to how people are responding to yep. what's going on yeah so that you know which way to pivot yep. and then if you've pivoted too far or mm. um or need to pivot again it's a uh, I, I love that though i love that about the process of innovating mm. um yes. and what we're doing that you can have a hunch and give something a crack, yep. or have a little bit of resource and do what you can with it, and and learn something from that experience, yep. and then go to the next step after that. You don't have to have the whole journey mapped out. No, and in no. fact, if you have the whole journey mapped out, you probably just wasted your time doing a map that you're yep. never going to use. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, you got to draw the map as you as you explore. So, um, is it hard? Is it hard doing what we do? <laughs> yeah. Or is it easy? It's super hard. It's oh, crazy. Man. It's crazy yeah. that we do it. I just take it as it comes away. It's like, oh, you know, well, yeah, sometimes you just make your make your choice, make the move and yeah. see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Like what, what would you say you'd need to expect 
if you wanted to go all in on a on a co-papa that impacts your our people, what would it spit? What would it take from you as an individual to actually do that? I th- I think the biggest thing for me that um, I don't think I really realised before is the sacrifice that our families give. Mm. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that um, you know, like so. I was able to go to all the school, you know, this, you know how you get the notices and it's like on an athletics day or yeah, whatever yeah, cooking yeah. day or whatever's going on at school. Mm. I don't get to go to those things anymore. Yeah. You know, like those um, beforehand, I, I would have done. I would have yeah. been with those parents. Yeah. And now I have to choose each term. I choose one of those things that I yeah. have to take time off to go and make sure I go to. So mm. the sacrifice that my kids have. For um for us to succeed as a family mm. is um is big it's yeah. big and um and I remember doing it when I was a kid yeah I understood I understood and accepted but um um but as you know as kids sometimes you don't understand either so <laughs> it's kind of hard so yeah, yeah so that's probably the biggest thing that I think that um and it's the hardest as well yeah definitely a eh? shout out to all the whanau that support yeah innovators what about yeah. you Q is it hard work yeah man. It's all yeah, hard Q work. always comes in here for a cry. <laughs> 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 it's hard work, but it's oh, the, the thing is like um, if you really love it, eh? You know, you're gonna yeah. keep pushing. You're yeah. gonna keep like failing. You're gonna keep you know picking yourself back up. You're gonna keep exploring and trying new things because in the end, it's about the the journey or the cope up that you've chosen for yourself and the people that you're trying to help. Eh? So yeah, totally. Yeah, it's hard, but yeah. uh, that all sort of. Melts away as you as you get closer to where you actually want to be. Yeah, mm. totally. I mean, I think I think it's a, it's incredibly hard um, doing mm. what we do when you when you don't have a lot of resources to back you or oh, or, yeah. or resources that are going to last very long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're still learning as you're doing it, when maybe you don't have a lot of role models to look up to or or people that have done it before you to follow, it's it's really challenging. I think yep. with the the amount of barriers that we we as people in general have to face that yep. uh, South Aucklanders have to face. Yeah. Um, I think for me, uh, understanding that sometimes I'm going to burn myself out. Mm. Um, and as, as negative as a connotation there is, and people are like, don't do that, don't do that. I think I've also come to, to terms and peace with the fact that you have to go to those levels sometimes of, of pushing yourself and stretching yourself and, and doing whatever it takes to make it happen. Um, in some seasons, but then I guess the learning is how do you then manage that? Yes, how do you manage right. that yeah. that level of sh- of stress or that level of exertion so yeah. that you don't fully break yourself? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you can <laughs> also you also have to be able to have that work ethic to do what you need to do. It's yeah. a balancing act, yeah. I find anyway, yeah. oh, and it's definitely. something that I'm still learning. Yeah, um, about your mental health and your physical health, and and being able to make sure there are still other priorities in your life. And yes. That it's not always your whānau that sacrifices it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and so painting, I think, a realistic picture of, of what it does take. It's definitely not an easy walk. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy journey. Eh? You've got to takes your blood, sweat, and tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have to make sure that it's the right time for you. Yeah, you know. And so it might be that might that be that you have to wait for a year or two. Like one of my things was I wasn't going to start anything until my last kid was was off breastfeeding, mm. just because that was my thing. Yeah, you know? nice. like, and so I had to wait till then. Um, at least, 
and yeah. thought about it all the, t- all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's kind of like a pendulum, eh? Yeah. Like it's like swings one way and then totally. swings the other way. And, and it's kind of like that work hard, play hard kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Like it's like make sure you take that 100%. Real good hard yeah. way. <laughs> we do that all the time. I tell people all the time. You want to be a part of what we do. You have to be willing to work hard, but we also play hard. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think that whole co-papa for this episode, the ebbs and flows of, of the tide, but of also what we're doing here, that it's it's not just a straightforward journey. Yeah. No, no way. Times of high pressure, but times of high like excitement. Mm. Yeah. Um, and times of low pressure, and also times of like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> 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 I think so. I think you said something earlier, Tara, about like you. Sometimes you just have to do the things you don't want to do. Yeah. 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 You just have to suck it up. Yep. Get in there and do it. Absolutely. And get it done. Mm. Yep. I learned how to um, back a trailer. Yeah, I learned how to drive a trailer to start with, <laughs> and then yeah. and then did you learn about HR? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit of IT in there as well. Yeah, yeah. hey, then Q loves HR. Love, yeah, I love, I love HR. I love HR. There's so many things that accounting. you don't even think of. <laughs> yeah. Property yeah. management, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's all in there. Yeah, um, how do you guys stay humble though? How do you not get too much of a big head or um, think too highly so of yourselves? I, I don't know because I, man, I, I try not to. Uh, I always find it hard looking at myself and measuring the humbleness. Yeah, you know, all I do is try to stay true to myself, and because humbleness is measured on the outside looking in, eh? so mm. only other people will be able to see <laughs> if <laughs> I'm humble or not. But for me, it's more than anything. It's being you true. Are, I've got to try. You know, I only try. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and there and there goes the humble example. I only try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think um. Like you're coming back to that. Um, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of like just knowing yourself, eh? but being humble, like um, in your mahi and all that sort of th- sort of stuff. I think is a is a fine balance between being humble and vicious because mm. of the kopapa you're on. Mm. Um, no doubt, um, you're respectful of people, clients, and people that you're working with, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But you know, for for you to really go hard for the people that you're trying to do the mahi for. Yeah. You're going to need to turn that up and actually become a little bit vicious uh, while keeping true and humble, of course, to your co-papari. So I think uh, humble is great too, but it's a fine balance of that versus, uh, I guess, you're just being really committed to the co-papa you're on and fighting for it. We need yeah, it. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome, bro. Yeah. Um, and what do you think, um, Tara, about like, like, yeah, there's that this whole humility thing, mm. but then also making sure that you celebrate the wins. Yeah, that is yeah. incredibly important. It's mm. so important to be able to do that. And we often will go from goal to goal to goal and we'll, we'll go, okay, cool, we've achieved that. We've got to get to the next one as soon as possible. But it yeah. is actually important to celebrate those wins and just yeah. really, really be thankful mm. for, for each one. And I suppose that kind of talks into that humbleness as well. Like, mm. you know, yeah. being thankful about where we're at and then going, oh, cool, man, that's awesome that we got there. Yeah. But sometimes celebrating the wins also is about thanking the people that got helped you to get to that point. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Um, and that's sometimes your team, you yeah. know, like if you get so focused on your goals and your next goals and your next goals, people don't feel like they're being acknowledged for the work that they took to put into to get to that next one. So we need to make sure that we take the time, pause, and c- celebrate together. Yeah. Mm. So, and even like 
schedule it in. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like, so you go, okay, this is the goal to get to here and we're going to get this time frame to get this one. And so then the week after, we're all taking it off. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah. Well, whatever, whatever that yeah. helps for um, for your team and for yourself yeah. to make sure that you don't strive, strive, strive without actually yeah. celebrating. I love that. We have a bit of a tendency to celebrate with food here. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we love way, it and we love way. it and we hate it. <laughs> 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 it is the best way, eh? But, yeah, it's so important to celebrate. And like you said, you got to play hard as well. Yeah, so one of the, um, I think, like, key things around um, building and growing and developing things is making sure that we remain and maintain consistency. Mm. And so um, <laughs> for Consistency can be quite a difficult thing to kind of think about and, and grow. And so one way that I kind of think about it is um, that the twin of consistency is endurance. Mm. <laughs> so we need to always make sure that we're um, maintaining whatever that is. And it could be that it's for you personally. So mm. like you're maintaining consistency for yourself or it could be for your project. Mm. And so thinking about what your project is and is it consistent in its messaging? Is the branding consistent? Is the... Um, is what you do consistent, yeah. Um, yeah. and that's really important. And and that, that can be really difficult to do. And so that's where the twin of endurance has to hold it, hold it the hand and go, yeah, yeah just keep going, keep going. It's yeah. okay, it's all right. We're we're good. So yeah, so that's that's I think a real key part of um, growing anything, creating anything. Totally, eh? It's like um, I think one of you guys might have said earlier about just turning up, yeah, continuing yeah. to turn up, continuing to be present. Not just turning up as an empty shell, but yeah. a present, yeah. someone that's present, um, and then actually continuing to execute on what what yeah. you're what you said you would do, and yeah. continuing to like keep your promises, whether that's to your funders or to your community or to your whānau. Yeah, um, there's consistency plays out in lots of different ways, and then even for us, like we do lots of different things here, um, but we use content marketing as our our kind of key marketing and communication tool along with um, a lot of e-commerce stuff that we do. And in mm. both of those, the, the main simple rule is consistency. Consistency is what will, um, will build that, I guess, not just following, but the efficiency, I suppose, of the message that you have to get across. Um, mm. And as soon as you stop being consistent on something like social media, um, then your credibility or, mm, I yeah, guess, the yeah. attention that people are giving, what you have to, what you're sharing, it, it just goes just, just goes like that. Just like that. Yeah. And then and it's um, a lot of work to put it back up. <laughs> yeah. So we, we talk quite a lot about just consistency, keep things consistent. Yeah. Um, and that will help get you through. Sometimes um, sometimes the breakthrough that you're looking for is just going to take one more turn, one mm. more go at showing yeah. up, one more go at posting that post you want to post, or one more go at asking for funding. Like, don't give up mm. until you till you get what you need. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. consistency is, is definitely a big oh thing. Man, yeah, it really helps us too in our after-school space. Like um, we're big on uh, relationship development and all of that sort of mm. stuff and being consistent uh, in messaging, like, you know, sort of in your comm stuff, but also too in um, uh, the help that you actually offer eh? and just yeah. being real and consistent with that really helps solidify your relationship with those people. And I guess it's, it's the same when you're working with customers and stuff like that eh, outside of that space, but... Definitely consistency in so many different aspects. So it's yeah, a for sure. Winner. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Awesome fun. I, I really, really enjoyed that conversation. Mm. I think I love talking about the realities behind 
behind things. I think I'm more of a realist than sometimes people like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do. I feel like uh, I, I, I love backing people to know what their dream is and have a vision and then back it. But I also like them to understand um, that, man, it's a tough journey. Yeah. But it is oh. worth it. It pays off in so many ways. It, yeah. um, so much satisfaction and, and purpose to your life. So thank you to... Um, both of you for being here today, for turning up, for being present, Easy. for bringing your focado and sharing the amazing mahi that you do. So just to wrap up, why don't you just um, give one awesome piece of advice to someone out there that's thinking, man, I want to I wanna chase my vision and, and make it a reality. What would you have to say to them? Oh, I listen to this podcast again because there's heaps of gems in it. But honestly, like... um. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that was mentioned in this chat that mm-hmm. really like has been tried and tested, I think, with a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, myself, I come from a background where I didn't go to school for business. Mm. I dropped out of school and I've had to fail fast to really get my business going. I've been going like for, uh, yeah, it be my fifth birthday this year. So, um, you know, definitely like I, I think uh, the tried and tested like the tried and tested things that have spoken in here can really, really help. Mm. And, um, yeah, man, just fail fast, go hard, you know, believe in what you're doing and just um, especially have fun to it. <laughs> yeah, awesome, mm. bro. Yeah. I would say don't let things get you down. Yeah. Like um, with um, COVID, our, our biggest pivot was that we leaned so heavily into All Heart that we asked them to take the lead of it. Mm. And so for Hub Zero and so All Heart took over that lead for that year and now mm. they're, they're leading it. And they've gone from um, one FTE when we started to six FTEs now, awesome. and they're based in up in Kaikohe now. They're all the way down to Wellington. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the success doesn't come overnight, mm. and that's now I think that's five years deep. Wow. You know, like so. Yeah. Um, so it's it's amazing. It's yeah. it's amazing that what you can do is just don't give up. Yeah. Keep yeah. going. Don't let those things get you down. Yeah. Um, and especially with COVID, there's just it feels like there's more things out there. Yeah. Um, mm. that will that will hold us back, but yeah. just keep going. Yeah. yeah, it'll be good. I love that. Keep, mm, going, keep going, whanau. Yeah. All right, that's us for this episode. We've got one more coming up. Um, Tetsuro Kimua, Look Beyond. So we'll see you on the next one. Kakite. Ciao, ciao. Nga mihinui, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Katu Maya was proudly brought to you by Foundation North. To enhance lives, Foundation North provides funding and support to initiatives large and small to respond to their communities now and for generations to come. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram or www.foundationnorth.org.nz.